I have three words for us to look at this morning. Uh, and the first word is remember. Remember. Now, I looked up how many times the word remember is in the Bible. And um, everybody's got a different answer. I don't know why this is so hard to figure out why, how many times remember is in the Bible. Um, but it ranges anywhere from 500 to 1,200 times, depending upon the kind of, the, the reference of word. So let's just say a lot of times. All right. Is that fair? Uh, the word forget is a little easier to look up. It occurs over 300 times. Okay. So what do you think God is saying in his word to us? We have a forgetting problem. And we need to remember. Good news, if you've given your life to Jesus, one of the things, one of the functions of the Holy Spirit living inside us is that he reminds us of the words of Jesus. Love that. For those of you who have a, you, you are struggling with your memory for some reason, um, good news, you've got Holy Spirit help in the, in the remembering category. It's all good. He's got you. He loves you that much. Why would he want you to forget things that are really important, like things about him. There is uh, one verse in Psalm 77, I think, on this next slide. Yep. Um, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. All right, so here's the psalmist, and he's saying, I'm going to remember the things that you've done, God. I'm going to look in the past to see the great things you've done so that it will birth faith in my heart for the moment right now. The things that I'm praying for, the things about my future that are scary. So I look to the past and say, God, you did it before. You're the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, I can trust you in the moment. Remembering not only good things, but miracles he's done. Some of you struggle with the idea that God's still doing miracles because maybe you prayed for something and you didn't see it happen. Therefore, you've decided miracles don't happen. Um, but I'm here to tell you from my view, because I get to interact with so many of you, God is doing miracles all the time. All the time. So don't give up on the God of miracles. He is the same God. He's done miracles long ago, but he will still do miracles in this day. I will consider all your works. How many of your works? All. That's why we need to read our Bibles, P.S. Because you don't know what God's done if you don't read it and know it. You can't remember what you don't know. And lastly, I will meditate on all your mighty deeds. This is ruminate, right? To chew on, to chew on your cud. Now you guys are, you aren't cows, so you probably won't chew on your cud. But this is the idea of like chewing on it and chewing on it and chewing on it. This is not meditation like you're going to like go into a trance. This is setting your mind on things above and allowing the Lord to show you new aspects of what's true. This is the kind of remembering we need to do. The most important kind of remembering we practice every Sunday here at Neighborhood Church, and we call it Holy Communion. It's what we are instructed to do. Whenever you do this, remember me, Jesus says. And so um, just as an act of unity as a family, um, I want us to take communion together this morning. We generally have it in the back and you can get it whenever you're ready and you can prepare your heart. But this morning, Lord, will you prepare our hearts? 
Um, and just take a minute. If there's just junk in your heart that you need to just muck out, just ask the Lord to forgive you for that stuff. You don't have to do it out loud. Just quietly in your heart. Thank you, Jesus, that you died and your blood has cleansed us from all unrighteousness. Every awful thing we've done, it, your sin, our sin is covered by your blood. And so we take this re representing your body, knowing your body was broken for us. Thank you, God, for being broken for us. Let's take this together. Jesus took the cup and said, this is the cup of the new covenant representing the blood of Jesus shed for us. Let's take this together. Thank you, Jesus. I want to encourage you We've chosen to make this available every single Sunday morning. And people will say, well, it might get old if I do it every week. I need to remember because I forget. Like the Bible says, remember, don't forget. So you may need to remember more often than on Sunday mornings. And by the way, it is okay for you to take communion during the week. <gasps> yes, you can do that. Why? Because each of us who have given our lives to Jesus, we are priests. We are ordained to be able to do this kind of thing for ourselves and for our family. So I know people in this church that literally take communion every single day. It's part of their devotions. You are welcome to do that. You can buy your own juice or you can use wine if you want. You can get your own crackers or you can use whatever kind of bread or whatever kind of whatever kind of uh, substitute you want for the, for, the, for the bread. But in this new season, you may be looking for breakthrough. And part of your breakthrough might be coming through different or new rhythms. And we'll be talking about that in the next couple weeks. But I just want to encourage you, maybe some of you need to be reminded, yes, Jesus died for me. Yes, I'm his there was a dad who always said to his kids, don't forget who you belong to when they left the house. Meaning, not just that you belong to this family, but if you have given your life to Jesus, then you belong to him and you are to reflect him, but you're also part of his family. And sometimes to remember who we belong to, we need to do something like communion on a more regular basis. Not a rule, not a law, just an idea for you as we turn over the calendar. Let's get back to the idea of remember. Remember. And um, we need to remember what God has done and rehearse what God has done in the past so that we can actually step into faith in the moment. 
And if you're struggling with faith about 2024, which is tomorrow, or even the very rest of 2023, that faith comes from rehearsing what God has done in the past. That's what the Psalms are all about. So I want to challenge you, remember. Remember what God has done. And then it might even be a helpful tool for you. You, you may be coming to the end of 2023 here, and you're going, oh, this is a hard year. I can't wait for the calendar to flip. Does anybody feel like that? I can't wait for that. Nobody. <laughs> this is a great year for y'all. Well, 2024 is going to be even better than last year. But um, sometimes you need to be reminded of the good things that happened and the good things that you even experienced or God allowed you to experience. So uh, one idea that my wife had was just going, looking through her photo stream of the last year. Oh, that's right. We did that. Oh, that was really fun. Oh, wow. That was an incredible moment. Oh, well, that's right. They got married. Oh, wow. We celebrated that person's life. And like God was good this year. And sometimes that's helpful. I go through my calendar. I actually look at all the squares and I go, oh yeah, I remember when that happened. Oh, I totally forgot about that. And then I can just say, God, thank you for that. Right? So if you need a little Thanksgiving um, project in the next 12 or so hours, then this might be something that be simple for you to do, but it would help to prompt you because I can't remember half the stuff that I do. And then I look back at the pictures and I go, oh, that was really great. That was really amazing. I want to remember what God has done, right? Now, Maddie got special pictures because she's been waiting for baptism so long and we, I wanted to bless you. So we're celebrating you today. Thank you for giving us immense joy and encouragement. You have those two gifts that are just so precious. And I didn't get to say that back there because I wasn't on a mic, but I just want to say that publicly. Uh, it is a privilege to get to dunk you into the water and celebrate with you God's goodness over your life. Yes, that meant a lot to you, didn't it? Well, I'm really glad. It's so great. I love it. You all should be that excited to get baptized in 2024. If you need encouragement, you go talk to Maddie. She will straight set you straight. By the way, sometimes she has spoken truth into my life in a more direct way than any of the rest of you. She has a special gift. Really, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So I want to celebrate and honor you. Uh, and Roxy and Ari, it was great to be, get, get to have this experience with you too. I'm sorry I didn't have pictures of you. I didn't know. So you can't plan, you can't plan for what you don't know. Um, second word. So the first word is remember. <laughs> I want to make sure you remembered that word. See what I did there? Uh, remember. The second one is reflect. Many people over the years, and I think it was probably uh, Aristotle or Socrates at first, said a life that is not examined is, is a life that's not worth living. And that's been retooled over the years in more eloquent, eloquent ways. But the idea is that we as Americans, we run through our life at a very fast pace. And we need to stop around to look once in a while. Because if you've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, because you could miss it, right? Life moves pretty fast around here. And the truth is that we live our life with earbuds in our ears, with a constant soundtrack, or the TV on at night when we go to sleep, or some form of entertainment constantly because being alone with ourselves seems too scary. 
then we would be alone with our thoughts and we're not sure exactly what we would see. But I'm here to tell you that God wants us to reflect. He wants us to learn from what has happened before. He doesn't want you to move into 2024 and make the same mistakes you made in 2023. He doesn't want to give you the same gifts that he gave you in 2023. He wants to give you new gifts in 2024. He wants to give you new hope, and he's doing something different in the world. I can tell you he's definitely doing something different in our city, in our region. And yet I want to get everything out of 2023 I can, and I want to be reflective. And I do think that this next year, we need to punctuate our schedules with reflection. Now, in the old days, we call it a quiet time, right? You get up in the morning, pull out your Bible, pray, read a little bit of the the Bible, maybe journal a little bit. Sometimes that's five minutes, sometimes that's ten minutes, sometimes it's longer. But it's just a, a pause to say, Lord, I'm thankful for what you've done. And now, Lord, give me grace for today. And perhaps 2024 is a year where you set your clock for a couple minutes earlier, and you make that a habit. You don't have to do it for an hour. You don't have to do it for three hours. You don't even have to, you don't, there is no rules. The goal is meet with God and let him show you what's in your heart. Psalm 90 verse 12, written by Moses, I think it's probably the oldest psalm that we have. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. If we want wisdom, we've got to spend time reflecting and learning from what has happened before. If you're like me, it's really easy to beat yourself up over the stuff you did wrong before. And then you don't want to look at it because you're like, I don't want to look at all the stuff that I did wrong. And the goal isn't to just live in the past. The goal is to learn from the past and say, all right, Jesus, thank you for, you forgave me for where I fell short and I messed that up and I didn't do that very well. And I'm just going to choose to embrace today and live my life for you today. Living in the moment. Present to yourself, present to God, and present with others. Living in the moment, but learning from what has happened before. So in 2024, at Neighborhood Church, we're going to celebrate 60 years as a family. And uh, that's kind of a big deal, as it turns out. But instead of having one big event in the middle of the year like we did our 50th, we're going to celebrate every single month some aspect of of Neighborhood Church of where we've been reflecting on God's goodness in the past so that we can also see how God is going to do that into the future. So we're already kind of making some plans, and we'll kick that off in February, which is our official 60th anniversary. The church started in February with a communion service at the Farnham's Rumpus Room. The name Rumpus Room is just fun to say. I could say at their house, it's a rumpus room. It's a good time. And Crystal Bimanaloo is the granddaughter of the Farnham's. And so it's fun to have she and Agus and their kids here in the church. When we have baptism and we have testimony that goes along with it, these stories of what God has done, It helps us to reflect on how God has changed us and is working. And it reminds you of how God could do the same thing in your life and in the life of others. I think some of us don't share the gospel because we're not sure that the gospel still has life-changing power. 
you need to hear stories about the gospel changing lives because it's happening every single day. I've been working with a small group through a group uh, through a, a process called resonance and been trying to help them clarify their legacy to make a statement to say for the rest of my days this is how I'm going to live so that I li- leave a legacy not just leaving money to my kids although that'd be great but how am I going to invest in others what are the things I'm going to invest in others so that I make the greatest impact so that my life has a life after I'm gone. And so we're hoping to finish up that process with that small group in the next couple months. And then sometime in 2024, if you're 60 or over, I would love for you to consider coming through the residence process with us. I say us because I think that this group will help me facilitate this process, and we're very excited about it. So we're working out all the kinks, but that is a way that you reflect. You look back and you say, God, where is it that you've been working? What, are you, what is it that you have been teaching me? What are the values that I hold? What are the things that I want to make sure that my kids live out, live out once I'm gone? Or my spiritual kids. Sometimes it's not your actual kids. So that will be part of 2024. How many people have been through Focus Living? Raise your hand. It's a workshop that we do here at Neighborhood Church. Great. That's not enough. So in 2024, we will run Focus Living at some point. Don't know if it'll be spring or fall yet. Our planning team will meet in the next couple weeks, and we'll kind of figure that out. What is Focus Living, you might ask, because you're new to the church. You're like, Andrew, that sounds cool, but I don't know what it is. Glad you're wondering. Glad you asked. So here's what it is. It's where you create a timeline of your life with sticky notes that helps you reflect on your values and what you're called to. Now, if that sounds too hard, the good news is that thousands of people have done this process, and I would say almost everybody has gained something through it. They've gotten some aha moments like, oh, no wonder I love doing that. Oh, no wonder I feel so compelled to do such and such. Oh, no wonder this is helpful. Um, And so that's coming up as well. That's a way to reflect, and that reflection then moves you into your future. Um, So here's what I want you to do right now. Um, I want to take a minute to reflect, and I'm going to go over here because I can. And um, I don't know if you got a card on the way in. There should have been some cards on the table there. Um, And sometime in the next few minutes while I'm playing and while we're having quite a moment, if you didn't get a card, you can grab one because you're going to write down something on that card uh, for later. Um, but I'm just going to take a few minutes, maybe two, and just let you ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Where is it? What do you need to reflect on? And where is he taking you? What is it that God's doing in your life right now? And what does he want to show you? All right. What does God want to show you right now? Just want to, you don't have to write that down yet, but you just, just, just be, be mindful.
So some of you, a relationship came to mind. And God wants to either heal, restore, or even have you set some healthy boundaries within that, that relationship. Because it, you know that that relationship has to change. The way that it is, is not right for you to move into the future. Some of you, work came to mind. And whether it's goals that you have that you want to walk into this next year, or challenges and struggles that you have relationally or even financially at work where you're trying to figure out how are we going to make this work? How is this going to come together? For some of you, it's your own frustration with yourself. It could be over issues of uh, things like your weight or your habits or even addictions. And you're in a place where like, Lord, I want to surrender this, but I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to walk away from this. I need your help. Some of you have decisions to make, and that's all you could think of while I was just playing the piano for two minutes. You just kept thinking about that decision. And I feel like the word to you is that you're not supposed to struggle with this by yourself, but you need to humble yourself and allow someone else to speak in. Not make the decision for you, not control you, but to be wise counsel in your life. probably a million other things that may have come up. But I want to encourage you as we're reflecting, we're going to take that reflection and we're going to go our last word. So we talked about remember, we talked about reflect, and now we're going to finish with this last word, contend. Contend, this word just kept coming to my mind in the last 48 hours as I was contending to make sure that this little pool didn't leak yesterday, and I'm praying, Lord Jesus, help. We're trying to baptize people. I know this is your will, but I don't want to ruin the equipment. I was doing some serious contending. Um, the verse is on the screen. Uh, Luke 18. Jesus says this, And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So many times we feel like, I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm not seeing the answers that I want. Notice the word I in that sentence. Not your will be done, but my will be done on earth as it is, as I, I want it to be. God is a God who wants to answer prayer, but he's going to answer prayer in the perfect timing and in the perfect way. Wait on the Lord and he will renew your strength. And those who wait on the Lord, he will cause you to mount up with, with wings like eagles and you will run and not be weary and you will walk and not be faint. There's a strength for you if you're willing to wait on God's timing instead of insist on your own. And in 2024, as we contend, or if we want to think about it as praying with fervent gusto, we've got to be willing to hang in there for God's best, for his answer. Ephesians 3 says this, In him and through him, let's try it again. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. 
Some of you don't think you can pray for issues that pertain to you. You think it's somehow selfish, but that is not what God says. You can come to me with anything, and it's good. Freedom and confidence, we can go to him. And in Ephesians 6, verse 18, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. In other words, there's all kinds of different praying you could do, not just one size fits all. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. There has to be a perseverance in our prayer. Contending, this idea of praying until something happens. And yet, as Americans, I think we oftentimes get tired and we don't see the response or results we want. Therefore, we stop praying. And yet, we don't have because we don't ask, the book of James says. And I wonder how many prayers, how many gifts are sitting in heaven waiting in a storehouse for us to pray and that we don't have. So, what are some ways that we contend? Glad you asked. Starting at noon today, yes, that's in 31 minutes for those of you who are watching your clock and thinking about how hungry you are and you can't wait for Andrew to stop talking, which I'm almost done. Starting at noon today, going all the way through till, till noon tomorrow at Pray Chico at 574 East First. I guessed on that, 571. It's right on the corner, 571. It's right on the corner. It's one one. It's on the corner of East First and Mangrove. This is a prayer chapel. It is going to be open. You don't have to sign up. You can just show up. You can show up for five minutes. You can show up for 20 minutes. But I bet you if you show up, you won't just stay for five minutes. I want to challenge you. Some of you are like, prayer is so scary to you. You're like, I don't know. I don't know how to pray. Somebody's going to ask me to do something out of loud. Nope. I just want to challenge you. If you are that person, just show up. Just, you can read through the binders. There's binders of things to pray for. There's a little chapel with a little, little cross. Meet the people that are praying there. I can guarantee you they will just throw you a parade when you walk in. Like, oh my gosh, somebody else showed up. Great. If somebody says, will you pray for me? And you don't feel comfortable, it's like, you know what? I, I'm not in that space today. Permission granted to learn and be on the journey. Some of you need to learn how to pray out loud. 2024 is the year of praying out loud for you. Man, pastor's messing with me today. Yeah, I am. Actually, the Lord's messing with you because he wants you to grow. You see, I have this relationship with Jesus where I just talk to him all the time. I don't have to edit. I just say stuff to him. And in fact, a lot of times my prayers are really short. It doesn't make me less spiritual or more spiritual. It's just true. You want to have long prayers? You go for it. Totally cool. I'm not going to compare myself to how you pray and I hope, please, please, please don't compare yourself to how I pray. So this might be a year where you learn how to pray out loud. And that means you pray one sentence. Lord, blank. Lord, help. My favorite prayer. Now, along with contending, oftentimes comes fasting. Fasting, we're going to call a fast for Neighborhood Church starting next Sunday, the 7th of January. And it will go for 21 days. Does this mean you have to eliminate all food during that time? No. You decide what you want to fast. And we'll talk more about that next week. We'll talk a little bit more about that discipline. So that fasting can be food. 
but it might also be something else that really challenges you to be able to go deeper with Jesus and to help you contend. Now, there's a card, hopefully, in your hand. The question would be, what is it the Lord wants you to pray for and contend for this year? Let me give you an example. Uh, It might be uh, greater intimacy with him. It could be that you want to see one of your family members come to Jesus. It could be that you... um, you have a situation that seems desperate and you need resolution in that, in that situation. Uh, it could be for a loved one that is going through something uh, that's very serious. But what is, it that, what is that thing that God might be calling you to, to just write on that card, just write it down. It could be like one phrase. It doesn't even have to have punctuation. What's one thing you're going to go after in 2024? Say, Lord, I need you to come through for this. You need to pick something that, like, where you need God to do something, right? Not just, Lord, help me to be on time to work every day. Like, I mean, that'd be nice, but there's, there's more for you, right? So, um, as we close here, and as we close another year, I want us to remember, first of all, I want us to remember Jesus, but I also want to us to remember what God has done in the past so that we can draft and have that faith and hope to be able to be in the present and even in the, re- in the present, still reflective of what God, God, what are you doing right now and what have you been doing? And then knowing that, writing in our little card, then Lord, how do I, then how can you do this? You and I, we're going to do this together and contending. I think this has to do with a deeper sense of prayer. This is what the Lord's doing in our city. Next Sunday night, we have uh, our first monthly citywide worship and prayer gathering. It's at Life Church at 7 p.m. It's scheduled to only go an hour. No one's going to ask you to pray out loud. And if they do, you have permission from the pastor to say, I'm not in that space right now. Next Sunday night, we'll be at Life Church. Then, the first Sunday night of every month going forward, the city will gather for prayer and worship. If you're learning to pray, show up to where other people are praying. That might seem like the most intimidating thing, but guess what? No one's going to say, why haven't you prayed yet? And if they do, you've got permission. Did you get it yet? Using frequency here. To say, I'm not in that space today. And you just listen and you pray along in your heart. All right? But I believe that God is going to begin to I think we're going to see some things happen because when God's people get on their knees, things happen. All right? I want to close with this prayer that I found. I meant to use it a few weeks ago, but I got flustered. And I needed this prayer. So I brought it back. Um, So here's what we're going to do. Uh, We're going to have you stand. And um, we're going to pray this prayer together. Um, hopefully the pool is not in the way. Um, I'm going to pray this prayer together out loud. It's a Celtic prayer for peace. Um, and then uh, prayer folks, if you come down forward, I know we have some prayer folks here. We would love to pray for you this morning. And the, the way that you can get prayer is you can ask for prayer, but you can also just hand your card to the person and they could read it and then just pray with you for that thing. You don't have to give them. Sometimes we do too much talking and not enough praying. And I think this is a space for praying. That is a space for talking, right? 
So let's pray this together. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the peace of all things calm. You are the place to hide from harm. You are the light that shines in the dark. You are the heart's eternal spark. You are the door to that opens wide. You are the guest who waits inside. You are the stranger at the door. You are the calling of the poor. You are the Lord and with me still. You are my love. Keep me from ill. You are the light, the truth, the way. You are my Savior this very day. Jesus, as the Savior, save us. Save us from ourself. Help us to remember your goodness, to, to be reflective in our lives so that we get everything out of what, God, you're showing us and you're, how you're teaching us. And help us to contend for new things in this new year. And so uh, we pray and ask for your blessing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Since it was so fun last week, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. May you have a blessed new year. We love you. We'll see you next week.